0: Stay tuned
1: for Liberation Station with Chris Steiner coming up in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned for Liberation Station, Chris is in the studio.
2: i'm walking beside her people tell me i'm lucky yes i know i'm a lucky guy i remember the first time i was lonely without
3: Hey, sorry folks for the delay. We're having some technical difficulties. I was anyway. <laughs> on the way here was a little bit of a with a little bit of a few delays that uh, I just um, couldn't avoid. So uh, we already have a caller right out of the gates. We have uh, we have Ken. Uh, do we have Ken on the line? Hi, Ken. What's on your mind? Uh, do we have a caller? Do we have Susie on for? Okay.
1: Actually, we had Dennis on one, and I don't know what happened to Dennis at this point.
3: Oh, I guess I wasn't there the is, only one is. having technical difficulties. Oh, that's good. Hope, <laughs> well, hope you don't mind if I chime yeah, in here. That's a relief. Hey, Blake, <laughs> well,
1: technical difficulties. Yeah, we, yeah, have, we have plenty difficulty. to talk we don't about, have te- about. Actually, we did. Um, <laughs> plenty of people. This is, to is probably talk Dennis. You want to talk
3: to him? Sure. Okay. Yeah, if we have a caller, we'll go with it. And uh, before uh, we find out who it is on the line calling or calling again. It is Dennis. It is Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Hey there. Hi, Dennis. How are you? What's on your mind?
4: Uh, Oh, not a lot. Uh, I'm just up, um, actually out of town visiting some folks, so uh, wasn't able to be at the station and uh, join you last week or this week even.
3: Well, that's no problem. Uh, Thanks. uh, Thanks for the thought, though. And uh, we miss you because uh, we know you're so well-read. So, how are you enjoying your uh, little uh, mini vacation up there, or what are you doing up there?
4: Uh, I'm enjoying the rain, and uh, it's actually colder here than I would have expected.
3: Oh, ah, well, I guess I'm missing the cold and it
4: feels like <laughs> fall.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's everything's a little behind. It's like we're getting our July shower, our April showers in July here now. So it's a real treat, but um, you know, I had all sorts of things going on that uh, delayed the show. So sorry for the delay, but the show must go on, and and uh, and we're going to be talking about some things tonight, just uh, for the uh, listening audience, like uh, chemtrails and and uh, not so much chemtrails, but how to what to do about it, uh, what to do about detoxifying, and and uh, things that um, are in chemtrails are also in vaccinations. So we'll talk about how to detoxify from all that, and some supplements you can take, and uh, some things in the news, like uh, Cynthia McKinney being um, a victim of uh, another act of Israeli piracy. Uh, if you he- have you heard about that?
4: I saw something. I hadn't had a chance to actually look into it. I do understand they took the uh, Israeli occupation force took prisoners of everybody on the uh, the freedom boat that Cynthia McKinney uh had been using. I mean, this is a presidential candidate, folks, that was taken prisoner by the Israeli occupation I mean oh sorry, Israeli defense forces. But because she's actually trying her hardest to help the Palestinians who are being oppressed and victimized by the Israeli Defense Forces, this this former US presidential candidate and anybody on that boat was taken prisoner by the Israelis. It's just absolutely amazing. But do you hear it covered correctly in the press?
3: No. Well, just still uh, slightly, just so that they, they'll have to give lip service to it a little bit, but, uh, because I know that Fox News covered it. Luckily, uh, they they um, talked about it a little, little bit. Uh, the BBC gave a little biased reporting on it, calling, um, referring in their in their uh, television television reporting that that they uh, the um, Hamas imposed Hamas governments on. On Gaza, and uh, you know, it's uh, the fact is that they won elections, and so the BBC just wants to make it seem like the the uh, that uh, Hamas is illegitimate. But um, and then we have the the Israeli, of course, abducting Hamas uh, cabinet members a a couple of years ago. Right. um, And you know, yeah, it's just uh, you know they just do things arbitrarily. But you're right about them not talking about it in the news because. yeah, Mike Rivero, you know him uh, of whatreallyhappened.com, one of my favorite websites. He was just mentioning that he was speaking to, I forget which news agency, and asking them, why aren't you reporting on this? And they say, well, we can't report on all the ins and outs of every country's affairs, and, and it's just you know under the radar at this point. Well, um, we do have Fox News talking about it. Uh, uh, the Baltimore Chronicle um, mirrored a, a story by Paul Craig Roberts on vdare.com, um, Pirates of the Mediterranean. I'll be getting to that. Raw um, you know, story, just talked about it. FreeGaza.org uh, has a story on it. BBC, like I said, they have a, a um, press story on it on their site. So, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, all, the, all the things, all the uh, comparisons that could be made and the double standards with um, when um, our so-called enemies, like Iran or uh, Iran will capture um, some of our soldiers or some of the uh, British Navy, I mean and uh you know how how that's uh how cynthia mckinney here the, the double standard uh, is is quite apparent um with recent history that uh here she is on a humanitarian effort trying to bring uh, medicine and toys and olive trees to resupply those bulldozed by the uh, israeli defense force and uh, you know necessary um supplies the kind that barack obama uh suggested or requested he just said uh I'm sorry, we're going to have to talk about this now. Um, It just got me so stirred up um, and uh, stopped me at any point, um, you know, to interject uh, and your thoughts. uh,
4: There is a thought, actually. Um, I'm not sure how many of our listeners out there are aware of the USS Liberty, which was a U.S. Navy ship that uh was it 1967
3: or something yes yeah yeah we'll get into that in just a moment um I, okay. I, that's another uh excellent comparison in, in recent history um that i want to yeah i'll let you i'll let you uh, start off talking about that when um okay. when i just want to drop this comparison here and give out the phone numbers uh to the uh to the british here the uk so, uh, naval officers who were just recently uh taken um in iranian waters or disputed waters and then released but uh uh the First, I want to let the call or the listeners know that the call-in lines here in Pinellas County are 727-441-3000, toll-free 866-826-1340, and the website is liberationstation.weebly.com, and Weebly is spelled W E E. B as in ball. L Y Weebly. W E E B L Y. For the time being, we're working on getting rid of that and <laughs> replacing the dot some Weebly dot com with something else, maybe dot com or dot us or we're not not just sure yet. Um, whatever is available. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the the comparison here that I wanted to draw with uh, the, this. Uh, let me get to my notes here. I was just just looking it up before the show, and. Um, in the these uh, these uh, british uh, hostages they were called these uh, these u uh, k sailors who were supposedly daunting according to the iranians uh, they were they were goading them, trying to goad them into a um, conflict well um We have Craig Murray at uh, uh, craigmurray.co.uk, and I'll repeat that again, craigmurray.co.uk. He's a former U.K. ambassador to Uzbekistan and the head of the Foreign Office's maritime section. He says that the U.K. hostages were in Iranian waters and that uh, Commander Nick Lambert, who was aboard the uh, HMS Cornwall, says that the hostages were caught in Iranian waters. So that's not something that is often uh, you know explained that I mean, you know here we have this authority uh, Craig Murray uh, head of the foreign of uh, the UK's foreign office maritime section his website craigmurray.co.uk craig c r a i g m u r r a y dot co dot uk and uh that's a story that it's just amazing when i bring up to some of the talk show hosts that you know at the time it happened they they just uh can't you know they they can't argue with it make some short circuit but the thing is that uh with cynthia mckinney is that here's it's on an unarmed vessel a humanitarian mm-hmm. vessel and uh as i was saying that um that Obama, um, this is a this is a quote from the BBC story. Obama was uh, endorsing this kind of aid. He, uh, this is a uh, Cynthia McKinney from uh, BBC article, June thirtieth, entitled "Israelis Intercept Gaza Aid Ship." she says this is an outrageous violation of international law against us our boat was not in israeli waters and we were on a human rights mission into to the gaza strip said miss mckinney in a statement quote president obama just told israel to let in humanitarian and reconstruction supplies and that's exactly what we tried to do we're we are asking the international community to demand our release so we can resume our journey so that's what i think we all need to demand and uh And and another uh, interesting, um, I guess, uh, analogy is uh, the the eight British embassy workers who uh, were charged uh, just recently with uh, destabilization efforts in Iran, and they're only holding one of them right now, but uh, the U.K., um, I'll just read my commentary. It's very succinct. It says uh, uh, from my website, uh, The the eight British embassy workers who were charged with the destabilization efforts in Iran and therefore allegedly worked in secret are being called hostages by the U.K. Assuming they're guilty, such efforts are anti-humanitarian, the kind Obama has disavowed. After an unlawful boarding of the vessel Spirit of Humanity, Will Israel now torture or otherwise persecute the crew and passengers for making a conspicuous humanitarian effort so defiant of Israel's imagined authority? So, again, we need to demand Israel the, uh, release the, the prisoners of conscious, uh, conscience and um, if they still wish to continue on their mission, uh, allow them to deliver their cargo to Gaza.
4: Well, I think it's important, too, for people to remember. I mean, look at it this way. that you got the Iranian uh... military folks acting in accordance to the defense of their own country against the british aggressors and they're doing so with the utmost restraint and over on the situation of israel you have the uh... so-called defense forces calling after a humanitarian vessel using complete lack of restraint and then there is that question: Would they use aggressive questioning, or what we call torture, against these people? We do yeah, enhanced problems, interrogation. Really. And they, they said that they'll use whatever means they need to. Look how the country started. They started with torture and with um, terrorist acts against Palestinian people in order to come into power. Then they used the excuse: "Oh well, those people abandoned their homes, so of course we moved in." let well, explain.
3: Explain that from its outset. Yes, that's right. Um that exactly. So uh explain that a little bit um how they how terrorism you're you're talking about the USS Liberty, but uh, if you want to go back to uh their mm-hmm. their beginnings, their inception, um <laughs> Yeah, we we're, we're I realize we're,
4: we're treading on some touchy ground here but well, well, speak for you yourself
0: be honest you know <laughs> no
3: kidding. it's fine no, if it's all backed up by fact it's all uh, declassified and luckily because I think there's so many whistleblowers uh, and heroes and uh, you know who've, who've allowed so much of this to um, to get out but uh you know, you're, you're talking about the liberty or whatever you wanted to uh, mention about sure. this. Uh, you know, you you're, don't worry about breaking through the ice. I mean, we can field any questions. If anybody wants to call anyone anti-Semitic, well, just remember that began as an anti-Palestinian or anti-Arab term. Right, and we're not <laughs>
4: against Palestinians, who are actually the only Semitic people over there. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it. Let's use accurate terms and not be popular or populist terms. I well, I, 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 you're killing, that, aren't you were killing are not you
3: um, yeah, you're talking about the uh, the article on um, the uh, the genetics uh, that the Palestinian people are more closely ge- uh, genetically related to uh, the family of Jesus Christ. Is that what you're referring yes.
0: to?
4: Yes. Yeah. Well. Well. No. It's more the usage of what I hate is the usage of terminology to try and engender sympathy for the aggressor. And in this, and for, and ever since its inception in the 1940s, the Israeli uh, army. And Navy and Air Force have been aggressors against everybody around them. And the only time the Arab countries have ever gone to war with them is when they had no choice. If people want to look up the, do a real, honest-to-goodness search, they will find that that is the case. As far as citing articles and reference points, well, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and so, on that note, I will leave it at that. Leave that up to the, the listeners if they wish to go and do it honest. Goodness search of the history of Israel. Not what everybody says about it, but honest history. And I think they will find that Israel has been the aggressor against all of its neighbors in every conflict. And that brings us to the USS Liberty situation. At the time, in the 1960s, there was the Israeli Egyptian War, and the Israelis had committed some atrocities against Egypt, and it had been a news article. And people can go back up and look it up at the time. I wish I had the dates off the top of my head. I don't. But there was a situation in Egypt where the Israeli forces had absolutely butchered some Egyptian uh, area in atrocities that, if any, any country were to do them today, they would be you know run up the stake.
3: Are you talking about uh, the Levon affair? Operations, yes, might have been it, yes. Operation Susanna? Right. Uh, when the Brits so, were leaving Egypt, they wanted a, a buffer zone with the Suez Canal, so um, with these Israeli bombings uh, and theaters, uh, places like theaters and post offices, they blamed on the Arabs, and the um, bombers had to... Uh, the, the bomber had a, had a exploded uh, prematurely, so they were able to uh, search the house and find documents showing that uh, there are these Egyptian Jews and Israelis involved.
4: Right. And so what happened just after that was the USS Liberty a uh, u.s. listening ship it was basically at the time it was I don't know if it would be classified as a CIA listening ship it was it was basically listening to all the audio and radio transcripts going on in the area and it was just sitting there in international waters and what happened was an Israeli um, wing of attack aircraft came in and started bombing the snot out of that ship and they did so for several hours and they even used, they had, they had, not napalm, but phosphorus yeah, there's that phosphorus again.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's against international law to use any poison or poisoning weapons like that.
4: Right, and the they even went to the extent of attacking the rescue, the life rafts. That pe- the, the ship was getting so battered that the captain ordered an abandoned ship. And for those that could, so they started putting people into life rafts. Well, they started blasting those. And one of the Israeli pilots refused to take part in the action when he realized this is an American ship that's our ally, he was ordered back, so he turned back. He refused to take part it. The others didn't.
3: Oh, he had, he had a conscience. Well, he back. probably changed history.
4: Well, no, because they still did attack it, but it might have been worse. But what was interesting mm-hmm. is the radio men realized what was happening, their radio was damaged, but they had a secondary piece of equipment that they were able to get up and running, but in order to make it run, and the the radio mast had been blown off, they had to run a wire from inside the radio room to the very bow of the ship, and that became the transmitting wire. And one person did manage to get it out there and string it in time to turn it on, and he was killed in the process. So he died a hero, but that, and what they did is they got an SOS out and it reached the USS Saratoga who then sent a wing of aircraft to rescue. And an admiral got on the radio and said, you turn those aircraft around.
3: Yeah, was that, it was uh, Admiral 20th. Thomas Seymour, I think?
4: Yes. What was interesting beyond that was who came to the rescue was a Russian frigate. Yeah, the bad guys at, the day in eight, at that day and age during the Cold War are the ones that came to our rescue from our ally.
3: Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's amazing that they rescued our servicemen who our so-called ally was attacking.
4: Yeah. And that's the history of the Israeli Defense Forces that we're now seeing in action against the poor, defenseless, humanitarian effort by Cynthia McKinney. And the people that she's been trying to help and work out with. I mean, a U.S. presidential candidate has to go and be taken prisoner by our ally, the Israelis. That we're spending how much money for each year?
3: Oh my! Well, I mean, the, the fact is that uh, when somebody beha- when a so-called ally behaves <laughs> like this, and uh, and then some, which we can talk about, but uh, they shouldn't get any. I mean, uh, you know, so we get to, we give them so many secrets. We've they've been caught transferring technology to China, like F-14. Uh, uh, jet fighter parts—they've been caught transferring twice. I know I've seen it uh, in Forbes and uh, elsewhere, respected uh, uh, journals, even, or respected publications. That uh, they were—they were selling to China harpy killer drones up to I think about three years ago, and uh, was the second attempt that I I noticed, and um, that endangered. Um, and we, you never heard this in the news but it endangered our relations with Israel and being able to transfer military technology and it, it's kind of funny that um, people say that uh, Barack Obama is so anti-Israel and yet uh, when he was speaking to APAC, w- among the astounding things he promised uh, above and beyond what Hillary and McCain promised speaking on that same day addressing APAC, was that uh, he wanted to ease restriction on the transfer of military technology to, to Israel to be the same as um, any of the uh, any of the um oh gosh the nato nations so uh, that was that, that was kind of amazing that they get caught using or not only uh, committing tr- false flag terrorism to try to go to send to war but uh, on other occasions they've been caught misusing our uh the technology that that we've given them um such as uh these um fragment uh, grenades that uh, a lot of them have been caught uh, have been found by um the un uh, let's see. I just found it here. Um, I remember that would be the, the change, right? The change. These these are uh, anti-personnel weapons that uh, spray bomblets have been found in uh, many areas of southern Lebanon, or had been found. Uh, this is after the 2006 uh, invasion of Lebanon. Um, that uh, that the, that's
4: the Obama change that we've always heard so much about,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lots of change. It's just change for the worse. It's more of this. Well, it's really. It's really full speed. Uh, you know, when when Bush said that uh, he didn't want to change course, and and um, I think Obama really, when he said change, he just meant full speed ahead. Uh, but um, change? Well, not at all. Uh, there, there's so many terrifying <laughs> things, there's so many scary things that people just uh, if they if they understood. I mean, they say he's so educated, and I'm trying to tell folks that. Uh, well, why doesn't he point out some of the? some of the finer points, Um, you know, and this was a really, speaking of, well, I'll have to get into another interesting point about him. Um, In the change issue, you just reminded me of, but uh, I was just mentioning that uh, this was the uh, UN Mine Action Coordination Center that found hundreds of these unexploded U.S. munitions in 249 locations south of the Latani River in Lebanon, and uh, so uh, these were, like I said, these were uh, Let's see here. The uh, This was also investigated by the State Department, um, their use of these cluster bombs in southern Lebanon against, secret, uh, uh, against the secret agreement with us, the U.S. Uh, the um, Office of Defense Trade Control said that there are three types of cluster munitions, anti-personnel weapons, spraying bomblets, as I mentioned. Um, but uh, do you remember when, um, speaking of Obama, the, the change issue during the campaign, uh, that Um, that Biden said that uh, and this was I believe to a secret group um, of uh, campaign financiers that uh, that he said that Obama's medal would be tested within the first six months of his presidency and that it would be an international issue that would Mm. uh, test his medal well he failed this one at least so far uh, Cynthia McKinney has been uh, under arrest uh, taken prisoner for uh, three days now at least 72 hours and uh, where is he on this and where is the media on this?
4: Well, remember too that's his political adversary so for him maybe this is change he can well, maybe it's change he likes.
3: Well, I think uh, I think that why don't why don't people call the Israelis racist for taking prisoner this lady just because she's black? Okay? I mean, Gee. You know, they, they they let this lady who's a former uh, presidential candidate and, uh, you know, they, they let her um, participate in this free Gaza operation. I mean, it's not like it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to understand these insane people. But getting back to the liberty, um, I wanted to mention some things that, you know, getting back to the insanity of of our support for Israel, whether and you know, it's it's so relevant because we're not sure whether um, if there is an attack on Iran, if if there's an attack on Iran, who's going to start it? Would it be us or the U.S.? I um, mean, or the, or Israel? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> having an identity crisis here. But uh, the thing is it that
4: seems, it's, it seems like Israel is trying to provoke them into war. From everything I've seen recently in the the news, I mean, it's like. They're using. They're. They're like. Okay. Let's try excuse one. Oh, that didn't work. Excuse two. Oh, that didn't work. Excuse three. They're looking. It's like they're flipping through the dials,
0: looking for some excuse.
3: Yeah. They. Well. You're right. They say they use the same old excuse. I mean, it's. uh, It's like they're afraid that they're going to be sneaking in. Uh, someone who's going to disrupt the the situation there uh, politically and maybe bring it education, maybe or I- information. I mean, that's probably the most dangerous weapon they're afraid of allowing in there, and that's a, uh, what they're admitting that they don't they don't want uh, any more political activists, as they're, they're calling them, to enter the Gaza Strip. God forbid. I mean, that sounds like a weapon of mass destruction. But uh, you know, th- well,
4: if, if you look recently, uh, the the, uh, the Iranian. Iranian elections, let's see, you had all the Twitter accounts with all their traffic going through, and yet the BBC was reporting having problems getting their reports out. So somebody's letting whatever traffic they want to get through, if it's a bad thing, but they're not allowing any news that might show the truth to come back out of the Iranian uh, situation there. So you have to ask yourself, do they tell us the truth even what, what little they got out? in the same thing as the, tr- the case with Israel it's like well they seem to be controlling all the news wires so what can we trust of what they're saying
3: well fortunately Michael Jackson came along <laughs> yeah <kind> of, isn't <laughs> amazing yeah it, it is amazing well, okay another artist who died of a drug overdose apparently I mean uh, it seems kind of strange how well, the doctor was involved but uh, anyway I don't oh gosh I'm getting, uh, I'm getting images now. yeah <laughs> that,
4: that's so that's self that
3: boundary okay, we're gonna ban that topic henceforth. Uh, and bless him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. Uh, go to the light. Go to the clear light, as the Tibetan Book of the Dead recommends, and that's what I would truly recommend, and that's what I uh, think everybody should suggest to their friends and relatives. Um, I've, I've found the advice in that um, book to be um, very relevant. So uh, you know. Um, it's just, yeah, I know this is nighttime radio, I'm not getting, I know we're getting sidetracked here, but uh, that's something that that's very important to me, um, that I found, that book, uh, that I found many truths in it, uh, even before I learned about the book itself, so I wasn't influenced by um, some of the um, phenomena that you could say happened to me before I learned of the book, uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, or Bardo with the Doll, but uh, that's another show. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, that,
4: that could actually be a useful show for us to be uh, putting up what what information sources or what sources of comfort are out there that we use. Maybe that could be an entire show.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a very thoughtful topic to talk about. Um, if somebody wants to, uh, I guess, lessen their fear of death... Uh, Uh, I would suggest um, going to a rock or mineral shop and getting this mineral and putting it behind your ears or near your pillow. Yes, it sounds very strange. It sounds like lunacy, but it works for everybody I've told. And uh, it helps you have uh, out-of-body experiences. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have some uh, Christians calling in. But keep in mind that John the Baptist uh, went out of body in in Revelation. Well, get this mineral called kyanite, spelled K-Y-A-N-I-T-E and uh that, and addition to other minerals, helps too, but that helps with uh astral travels or having lucid dreams and uh, getting in touch with yourself better it's a very amazing influence um grounding influence you might say but uh, that's a that's a source of comfort for me because you know i i having left my body so many times, I know that i 'm not really worried about um, being kicked out of it by uh by uh, someone who's an enemy of freedom for example or by uh, anybody you know i mean it's not uh, for for any reason or uh, an accident even i am not afraid of uh looking behind me really you know, i guess you could say and uh you know i i'm i'm always concerned about dying but uh, it just seems like with the more exp- uh experience you have um supernatural experiences the less fear there is so um i've really gotten over th- over that because I know that uh, being out of body is so much more fun than being in your body, but still being in your body has its benefits and and advantages and and uh, as the tibet book of the dead says in a lot of uh, eastern teachings i believe that uh, you can achieve better um, or more spiritual progress when you're on a a deeper denser vibration or dimension such as this you have a lot more temptation to fight against and you have uh, your spiritual muscles uh, are much better exercised so, um, I, I, yeah, I would attest to that because, uh, you know, having gone out of body, you, you can get so much information like, you, you know, like, uh John, John did and John the Baptist did. And, um, the problem I find though is recalling it. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can, you can come back into your body and my experience has been and, and, uh, you can, uh, after having flown around and gone wherever you feel like, uh, learned things that uh, you can barely recall, but you know you can validate them when you awaken again. And then you awaken and you find that just to move a single finger takes a lot more energy than to being able to access so much information or fly anywhere or go in so many places. But,
5: so uh, if anybody
3: wants to talk about this, the number here in Pinellas is 4413000. Area code seven two seven and uh, toll free eight six six eight two six thirteen forty. So, what would you say to any of that?
4: Well, as a as a disclaimer, as a as a devout Christian, I would steer myself. I would, and I know many people probably would have the same view. I steer away from those sorts of experiences, and I know it's a dangerous road to go down. But you know, I can only say suggest people avoid that. But you know, people will do what they want to do, and you know, I'm not trying to cut anybody down by saying that, but I'm just saying, as a Christian, I know that particular road is not one that I would prefer to go down. In fact, I tend to run away the other direction from something like that.
3: Well, what you know, uh, if you've
4: done do you, stuff like that? Well, that's that's your prerogative.
3: Well, what would you say to uh, John the Baptist saying that he was lifted bodily? And uh, you know, would you say that uh, it's? is something that uh, you shouldn't invoke and just allow to happen, or um, or just not, uh, you know, resist that kind of an experience. Or, I in mean, in
4: his particular case, everything I've read in the book tells me that it wasn't his choice, but as as, as the same in some of the Old Testament prophets, but rather a divinely appointed uh, sort of a command uh, audience, as it were instead of, by choice, him trying to initiate that, it seems that it was sort of not his choice. And that's not an area that, as Christians, we're even commanded or suggested to go down, but rather to avoid that, except there are exceptions, and his is one, and, and they're usually noted.
3: Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think that everything happens at God's will anyway. I mean, we can't say even exist or... I don't even think that uh, if God wanted us to um, cease existing, that uh, He could remove us from the pages of history. Uh, I don't. I, I think that's even possible as His power. So I think everything happens at His, his at His will, or um, His or her, His and Her will. <laughs> I'm getting rather pagan here, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sounding um, a little bit Wiccan, but no, I'm I'm really more of a, uh, oh gosh what's the term for believing in in one god uh when uh, someone who believes in in theist? a single i'm um, pardon me
4: i think the term would be a theist per se where you don't necessarily have a specific view of divine uh intervention but rather you have more of a uh, I think I'm not. I'm not sure if that's the term that you're
3: looking for. Well, I agree because with I a mean, lot of theist uh, beliefs, but I, I believe that there's there's still one creator, and yet I still have a lot of um, what people would call new age beliefs. Just uh, you know, based on my own experiences, and that's that's what I go about. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, that's just something that brings me comfort, and and uh, whatever brings you comfort. Whatever everybody has their own spiritual talents and their own spiritual. Um, Well, there are spiritual gifts, many of which are undiscovered, too, but uh, everybody has their own areas that, uh, you know, that that they get their their, um, upliftment, and uh, some people do it uh, in certain ways, I mean, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, well, you know, the certain gifts that the Bible speaks about, so, uh, you Mm -hmm. know. But um, I wanted to, before the hour ends, uh, finish up talking about uh, the liberty here, if we could at least, um, that... uh, It was amazing that we avoided nuclear war with uh, with egypt uh because it was seemed it seems that the attack on the uss liberty by israel was meant to bait us into war with egypt and uh the uss america nearby also launched aircraft armed with um uh, nuclear weapons but they were headed for cairo after um they were after they were meant to hit Cairo after the Liberty sank, but the Liberty miraculously never sank after hours of assault. Um, gosh, I, I think it was six or seven hours of being assaulted, a huge gaping hole in the side. And uh, Captain McGonigal um, of the USS Liberty is the only Medal of Honor winner um, to uh, have the attacking forces not named so, isn't that strange? He gets a, a Medal of Honor, and yet how is he really honored by that when the attacking forces against he so bravely defended are not even named? And, uh, you know, the, the guilty forces I mean, guilty parties need to be brought to justice to prevent this kind of thing from happening again, but it is happening again. And, uh,
4: what's what you know, what's also interesting about that attack is that after the attack, the ship didn't sink. All those hours of being blasted. I mean, you're talking. What eighty millimeter rounds in certain cases, blasting at the ship, incendiary devices dropped on the ship. You know, basically napalm and um, phosphorus grenades dropped on the ship. Stayed afloat. If they made the ship instead of going to a nearby port in, I think Haifa, they made them go up to Cyprus, which was a longer journey. And I think that there was what they were trying to do was they were hoping the ship would sink on the way, so they could salvage the international incident and blame it on the uh, Egyptians. But it didn't. It made it back to port. They were able to repair it and and send it underway eventually. I mean, it probably took months of repair. But what's interesting that took the heat away from that whole situation was a certain, sen- uh, the, the, a certain son of an admiral by the last name of mm. McCain uh-huh. decided to wet-light his um, fighter jet, which is basically a it, when The term wet light means they had a, a, a switch where they could inject raw fuel into the exhaust cone, and when you ignite the engine, the flame is that much larger. Now, they could do it on land, and they sometimes would do it on ship just for fun of it, but never in a crisis situation when you had firearms and missiles loaded on the, on the aircraft around you. But he did that. And what ended up happening is he set off a few rockets of the planes behind him. That was on, I believe, the USS Forrestal. That took the heat away from the USS Liberty. Because now you have this huge fire on board a ship where 100 and, it was 167 lives were lost. And miraculously, Johnny McCain was off that carrier within a few hours and sent someplace else. But of
3: course, we can't talk about that because you know that's Senator yeah. McCain, presidential candidate well, who was given five planes. <laughs> <I mean,
4: laughs> yeah, uh, how many of them did he crash? Prior well, I, to that f- only
3: four of them were uh, supposedly his. Um, his uh, uh, four of them were supposedly uh, well. Four, um, pardon me. <clears throat> I think four were uh, were uh, not his responsibility or his. Uh, they said they vindicated him of those. But, you know, I mean, gosh... Panical error. Yeah. Sure. Right. Hey,
4: it's, it's good to it's, be the king, or at least the son of an admiral. Yeah.
3: And that, that proves how, uh, how there's so much nepotism. But um, you get, uh, on the USS... Nepo- loop.
4: Nepotism's okay as long as you keep it in the family.
3: <laughs> yep. Well, then you end up with uh, inbreds running the world. Yeah, hey, uh, a coincidence. <laughs> right and and that's just lovely so um you know that's why we're we're helping defend against uh, the, the inbreds um the inbred clique and uh the uss liberty um uh if it had sunk uh, then like i was saying that the uss america was about to uh, bomb cairo egypt which uh, oh by the way obama just spoke a month ago june 4th 2009 but um the Chicago Tribune, by the way. Uh, lastly, I, I remember about uh, about two years ago, just the last few years, just released the NSA tapes uh, showing that the USS Liberty was deliberately attacked by Israel. You know, they flew the flag up. The, the The Liberty flew the huge wartime flag up, and the captain was just running around with uh, his guts hanging out, trying to hold him in with a life preserver. And it's just a, it's a mirac- miraculous, amazing story that, that doesn't get told um, barely anywhere, but uh, it bears repeating because, uh, again, they need to be brought to justice, whoever it, it is responsible um, in, in the Israeli forces who might even still be alive for this, uh, for this awful attack, 1967 well. USS Liberty.
4: That's true, but ultimately, you know what, in the grand, grand scale of things, they're, they didn't get away with anything. They just they caused themselves some, some pain that they don't want to ever face, but yet they will. There is a judgment day, and they will face it.
3: Sure is, and uh, hopefully it won't be too harsh. Hopefully we can forgive them and uh, get things, uh, maybe amnesty to those who are the guilty parties. This is Liberation Station, and Dennis, please hold on the line. Now, the number's here, are 727-441-3000, toll-free 866-826-1340. Please hold on, and we'll be right back.
6: WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg. WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel.
7: CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. A step backwards for the economy, 467,000 jobs lost in June. Tick Gillum with the employment service company ADECO North America says the hike in unemployment has been indiscriminate.
4: So many companies are under so much pressure uh, through this recession that they've had to reduce cost uh, dramatically. And the, the place that they've had to turn eventually to do that is to their permanent employees. And so they've had to cut uh,
7: across the board. A government report today showed a net loss of 467,000 jobs in June, far worse than forecast. The president was talking energy today. He appeared with officials from clean energy companies and told lawmakers to get busy. We're going to need to set aside the posturing and the politics. And when we put aside the uh, the old ideological debates, then our choice is clear. It's a choice between slow decline And renewed prosperity. The president says many U.S. companies producing solar energy are exporting their goods and services to Europe, Japan, and other global economies. The government today seized the $7 million Manhattan penthouse of convicted scammer Bernard Madoff. That means the wife of the Ponzi King has to find lodgings elsewhere. An attorney for the second ex-wife of Michael Jackson, Debbie Rowe, has a not reached and a final decision on whether she will challenge Michael Jackson's mother for custody of Jackson's two oldest children. CNN's Susan Rosedon reports the court will ultimately decide the issue.
0: You may remember that Debbie Rowe renounced her custody rights, her parental rights in the divorce settlement, but now she may be wanting to step forward. And in fact, there was supposed to be a custody hearing here in Los Angeles on Monday at which time both Katherine Jackson, Michael's mother, and Debbie Rowe were supposed to appear. That has now been pushed back a week.
7: A private ceremony for the singer will be held next week. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. This is the Rays Report with Rich Herrera.
6: Wednesday, the Rays finished up the three-game set
7: with the Toronto Blue Jays after taking the first two. Toronto was not about to be swept on Canada Day. Rod Barajas hits this shot in the seventh inning. Swing and a fly
4: ball to left. Crawford going back to the wall, and it's gone.
7: On an O two
6: 2 pitch, Rod Barajas hits his eighth home run of the season. It's a solo shot in the Blue Jays. Lead 3 nothing. Then the red-hot Scott Rowland
7: continues to keep it rolling. The one pitch is swung on and driven to deep left field, and this is going
4: to go. Scott Rowland is just at his sixth as the Blue Jays go back-to-back back and lead 5 nothing. Jays go on and win. 5 nothing over the Rays. The Rays do take 2 out of
7: 3. Next up, Texas, but that's not till Friday. Catch the Rays all season long on the Rays Radio Network. For tickets, log on to RaysBaseball.com. Rays Baseball on WDCF 1350.
1: Have you ever listened to a talk radio show and said, I could do that? Well, you're right. You can, right here on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Your Talk program will include a professional engineer to handle every technical aspect of your program, professional talk and recording studios, four telephone lines to take live call-ins and conduct live interviews, even the ability to do live remote broadcasts. Not only will your program be aired locally in Tampa Bay, you'll be streamed live worldwide across the internet in audio and video. When you sign off, you'll receive an audio CD or mp3 copy of your program, which can be duplicated and distributed. In addition, you can archive and podcast this copy of your program on the internet for download and playback. Ready to explore the exciting world of talk radio? Here's the next
6: step. Hey, Tampa Bay, listen up. You can have a one-hour program on the Talk radio network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many local radio stations. We will put your program on two stations in Tampa Bay, AM 1340 and AM 1350. The cost? Less than a 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Get the facts by calling Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, at 727-510-7622. That's 727 area code 510-7622. Call 510-7622 now and reserve your TAN Talk network program.
1: Hey, have you been frustrated trying to get rid of that belly bulge? Well, you're not alone. We Americans are the most overweight and obese people in the world. Tune in to Burn Fat Talk Radio with Dr. Mary Reagan and Dr. Kim Baptista at its new time, Wednesday night at 9. You'll learn about a gradual series of small changes that over time will not only melt away that stubborn fat, but strengthen stamina and drastically improve your health. Check out Burn Fat Talk Radio at its new time, Wednesday night at 9. And in a year, you could be a whole new you.
3: Welcome back to Liberation Station. This is Chris Steiner, your host. And the call-in numbers here in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. Toll free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. And again, in Pinellas County, the number is 727-441-3000. The website is www.liberationstation.com dot Weebly dot com Weebly is spelled W E E B as in ball L Y Liberation Station Weebly dot com And do we still have Dennis on the line? I think we do. Hi Dennis. Hear, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us again.
4: Oh, hey, it's great to be here.
3: And thanks uh, for uh, joining us on short notice too. Uh, we're going to talk about now the Uh, different supplements that might be available for uh, supplements or dietary aids, you might call them, for uh, antiviral properties, uh, things that might help against the flu or uh, any immune-boosting supplements um, that'll help in a variety of uh, conditions. And we'll also talk about uh, some supplements to detox from uh, things like heavy metals that you'll find in uh in the chemtrails that are being sprayed in our skies and in the vaccines and in our environment in general because you know that uh that people like the rockefellers and the rothschilds and all our favorite uh parties that we love to hate well uh, <laughs> but uh, uh they just uh, don't uh, expose themselves to a lot of these things they don't want to wrap their food apparently i hear uh in plastic they, because they know that some of the chemicals leach out so they'd rather use paper or they'd rather brown bag it and uh... a lot of these things that they try to avoid but um, i'm sure they also uh... in addition to a lot of their um, great technologies they also use a lot of supplements too, no doubt a lot of things out of nature and uh... there are great technologies like chelation therapy um... properly administered uh, without plastic tubing or <laughs> or the the um, if that's possible, I mean, I don't know if that's. Uh, I hear they have a some kind of uh, expensive chelating uh, device that uh, they can wear on them that just cleanses their blood. But I don't see why they'd want to, ca- you know, carry something so awkward around with them when they just uh, once a day or once a week just get an infusion of of supplements, for example, or something like uh, something to to detox. But-
4: I've heard actually what the the, the wine. Oh, I'm sorry, the Illuminati, the world elite, whatever you wish to call them. Uh, I understand they will only eat organic. They will only eat animals that they have verified they raised themselves without the inoculations and all that stuff that they force us to have. But as far as the device that they wear, I think I know what that is. It's sort of like a, it's either a rife frequency generator or something along that lines. You know, uh-huh. you can actually, there is a blood purifying uh, Machine that someone invented, where it passes an electric current through your body. It's a very low voltage, low current, and it has the effect of actually killing parasites and bacteria in your body. But
3: mm-hmm. yeah, by, by issuing the or putting uh, emitting the the resonant frequency, the uh, Royal Raymond Rife technology. Um, yeah, that that uh, that works on the principle that every. Pathogen, every bacteria, virus, fungus, parasite, whatever it is, even uh, living human tissue of of all kinds, every everything, every piece of uh, matter has a you know every I guess um, molecule, and um, that has its own resonant frequency, and that molecule can be shattered like uh, a singer singing high C can shatter a wine glass. Right. So that's how that works. Is that when you resonate with the uh, the, the frequency of that molecule, it, it breaks it apart and you know just makes it uh, shatter. So hey, uh,
4: another thing, um, I'm not sure if your callers or, or you're familiar. There's a radio broadcast out there that's done once a week, and the guys the guy that does it, his name is Kurt Wilson, and he does a radio program called the Armchair Survivalist.
3: Oh yeah, and he has a great show.
4: He has a great show. Yeah. Well. He, he used to be on WG, uh, GCN radio, now he's on a different uh, radio network. But you can still download the podcast, It's just so you have to change where you point to. Well, he did a show recently, he talked about how parasites are very big and, and important as a topic to consider, and that is you can have a symbiotic relationship between the parasites and some of the bacteria that might be bringing your health down. And if you truly want to become healthy, you have to get rid of the parasites because you can clean your body out and do a detox of all the the bacteria, but if you still have the parasites in your system and you don't get rid of them and there is a symbiotic relationship between them, inside that parasite are the bacteria. So now you've just made a clean environment for that bacteria to flourish in. So you have to get rid of the parasites. And most people do have them, whether they know it or not. So I think one of the things, if we're going to make any kind of recommendation to people to have as a preventative or a cure or a remedy, I guess we could have a better term, for any of these uh, pandemics that come out, the one what you're going to want to do is a parasite cleanse. Now, you have to do your research and find a source, but I understand that there's one that he recommends, and I would definitely recommend that. I haven't tried it myself. I've got to look into it. And I plan to do so soon, otherwise I'd have uh, specifics to give the audience, but
3: well uh, that's one thing What, I, what I understand, um, and I, uh, I regularly take organic psyllium husk, but I also take other things that are uh, colon cleansers uh, that are less conventional. But um, the idea with a parasite cleanse, I, from my understanding, is that you first before you take some of these herbs that will... Um, Clear out the parasites. You want to take, uh, make sure that your your digestive tract is totally clear and your intestines are totally clear, or as clear as possible because the little villi in them get little uh, those these little fingers called villi in our intestines get uh, clogged uh, clogged up especially if you're a eater of red meat or processed foods and and uh, and if you are you're also going to get uh, or ha- at a higher risk for colon cancer. But these villi will get uh, impacted due to things like white flour and all sorts of uh, you know pasty things like milk, white flour. Uh, um, a lot of things will inactivate them and get them um, so they can't work or absorb your food. So the idea is first to clear them out uh, with something like uh, psyllium husk or um, homazon is another thing that's great. It's uh, magnesium peroxide rather than hydrogen peroxide. So it doesn't have the free radical... Um, the free radical or oxidative effect that hydrogen peroxide does. It, uh, it, but it does release oxygen in, in your system. And it's also, uh, I found, very antiviral. And it's just an excellent supplement, um, antibacterial and fungal and uh, antiparasitic. But uh, it's sold as a colon cleanser because it will um, also help the good bacteria and uh, the oxygen being released helps the good bacteria to thrive. So, I know
4: some, some people actually use uh, peroxide, uh, food grade peroxide, but it's something you have to really dilute. I actually have some myself that I've used, and oh, it's yeah. 35% concentrate, so you really have to lower it down. I mean, if you look at a bottle of uh, peroxide in your closet, or your medicine closet, or medicine cabinet rather, it, those might be anywhere from 3 to 5%. So think about how much you have to
3: knock that down. Dilute oh yeah, yeah. And if it, you if you, get some, taste. you ever get some on your fingers? Turns them white. (laughs) It removes your fingerprints (laughs) if you haven't noticed. (laughs) But uh, they
4: grow back eventually.
3: Yeah, (laughs) eventually. It's a painful.
4: Once people turn about, I think seventy-five, they also lose their fingerprints most people don't realize that
3: right yeah so i think that, that was bernie madoff scheme but it, i guess it didn't quite work out i mean gosh he was being complained about for eight years and somebody was protecting him but that's a whole other story
4: <laughs> i think the guy was set up i mean you can't do that that level of corrupt right. activity by yourself
3: no absolutely not he's a he has to be a fall guy but um but yeah you know the the, the food grade hydrogen peroxide is extremely powerful um I mean, it's good for, uh, it's good in very small amounts. I think uh, it's um, from the books that I've read by uh, Ed McCabe, you can find he's written three books on oxygen therapies that uh, he talks about things like ozone. And I mean, we're talking miracle cures here, um, which uh, uh, I guess this is a good way to start out. (laughs) This is a good uh, cure-all, I guess you could, well, in my opinion, I need to say that... uh, this is not intend. This this is all educational, and not intended to uh, as medical advice, or not intended to uh, help you treat, prevent, cure, or diagnose any any condition, disease, uh, ailment, or anything of that sort. So uh, go seek your doctor, and hopefully it'll be a an alternatively oriented one. But um, I ed- think
4: people up there too need to also do the education educate themselves look into it before trying anything because you know you need to know that if there's a if there's a risk if there's a health uh, potential maybe mixing medications is a bad thing for you then you definitely don't want to just up and try something you want to know the ins and outs of it before you even try it
3: exactly there's better so many, many contraindications There's so many interactions and contraindications that, uh, you know, so many many of our most powerful pharmaceuticals have come from plants, too. But uh, there's so many, even among uh, plants, there's so many um, things, so many plants that shouldn't be used together because of nasty reactions. Of course, they're far less than with pharmaceuticals.
4: If you want, I have three um, types of... a body system cleanse that I know about that I can tell you about and then I then after that I have to get going. I can't stay for too much longer.
3: Well, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I know so, we just wanted to cover these topics real fast uh, sure. about, uh, about health. So uh, what do you have for um, parasite cleanse or is this a detox?
4: Okay, one of the detoxes that I was told about is what you call a liver detox. And essentially the the bottom line on that is you use all natural apples and you take a juicing machine and when you get up in the morning, you don't have, you, you're going to take that day and you're not going to eat or drink like you normally would. You're going to dedicate a dedicated day where you're going to flush out your system and what you do is from the moment you get up, you take a certain amount of um, apple juice that you make through the juicer. Now, it's, you want to make sure they're organic so they don't have any pesticides on them. And what you're depending on is the malic acid in the apples that once you expose it to oxygen, it starts to break down. That's why when you bite it to an apple, it starts to show yellow after a few minutes. Well, that's the malic acid starting to break down in the apple. But rather than give specific quantities, i recommend people go look this up for yourself and find out specifics. So what I will state is simply that you use, you're basically drinking apple juice to generate, What you're doing is in your body, the malic acid is helping to break down the bile, which is Mm. used by your gallbladder. Your gallbladder is a storage basin, as it were, for the liver. And what it does is when it's required, it releases bile down into the digestive tract to aid in digestion. But as time goes by, that whole process can be gummed up. So what you do is you're using the malic acid in the natural apple juice to flush this out. And you're basically flushing your body for the whole day. You're drinking this raw apple juice the whole day. And at the end of the day, you want to take, uh, I believe it's a mixture of lemon and olive oil to stop that process and then you drink water. Now, the warning here is that what it's going to do is it's going to cause your body to flush out all this bad stuff, and you will notice you're running to the bathroom. And I'll leave it at that but I recommend people look into that. It's called a liver cleanse, and you're using apple juice.
3: Huh, that's interesting. Uh, I hadn't heard about
4: the second, that. The second type of uh, cleanse you can use is, uh, I heard this recipe, you take one-third psyllium husk, one-third bentonite clay, and one-third flax seeds, freshly ground right before usage, and you mix them together. They're basically going to be a powder, and you only need a small amount, maybe a tablespoon, you mix that in with water and you drink that. You know, you could do that say three times a day. What that will do is you have the psyllium husk is effectively scrubbing the intestines, the clay is taking out the bad stuff, and the flaxseed is providing fresh nutrients that will then be absorbed by the intestines. So you're accomplishing three things right there. But it's a gentle form of an internal scrubbing cleanse. And you, you know, people can look into that. That's uh, a recommended recipe, and it's easy enough to make. But again, once you once you start um, with flax seed and you grind it, it begins to break down. So you have a, a finite amount of time before that starts to go bad on its own. So you don't want to make too much of it at one time. You know, you could mm-hmm. maybe make a, not even a quarter cup or less would be sufficient for about a week, because you're only taking a small amount at a time, mixing it with like say eight ounces of water.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want it to oxidize, right?
4: Exactly. So you want to put it in a container where you can cover it and maybe keep it in the refrigerator. But it's just a small amount that you even need. And then a third type of cleanse that you can use is effectively diatomaceous earth.
3: Ah, yeah, I just found out about that. Tell us.
4: But the caveat here is you want to make certain, and I do mean absolute certain, that it's food-grade diatomaceous earth. Because they're Diatomaceous earth is also used on your pool filter, but you don't want to use that. You want to make certain you get the food grade. It's a more refined, cleaner uh, form of the same material, which it's basically
3: I can attest to shell. that. <laughs> huh? yeah. I can attest to that. I bought uh, that 10-pound bag from the Power Hour.
6: <laughs> Was that
3: good or bad? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's food grade diatomaceous earth, 10 pounds. Oh, gosh, I... Th- I don't want to quote any prices here, but it can be found. It uh, is a great value at uh, thepowermall.com. Um okay. I'm just promoting them cuz they have so many great products but their diatomaceous earth I just uh, actually took today for the first time and I had it sitting around I was planning to use it for seed and grain storage because uh you know you you should use the food grade and it's hard to find the food grade in the in the health stores anymore uh that's where I used to get it uh and, it, yeah. and I got such a good deal from the through the power hour the power mall.com that uh I got I uh, got it on special I think it I think it, don't quote me but I think it was a 10 pound bag for $10 I'm I'm not quite sure on that but uh and uh the the idea behind diatomaceous earth is that uh, these little diatoms these little shells are, are uh, will slice up um uh, well for green for food and grain storage they'll, they'll slice up the, any insects that, uh, that invade and, and then they'll dehydrate and dry up within a couple of days. So it's a mechanical rather than a, a poison process. And there are other things that we can use for seed and grain storage, but, uh, you're talking about detoxifying and, right. and it's supposed to, what's that supposed to do? Is it supposed to scrub the, scrub your intestines out?
4: Yes. Effectively, it's scrubbing out your intestines. And like you said, the, uh, the diatomaceous earth can also be used to mix, you mix it with seeds that you want to store long term and you put them in a glass jar and, uh, you know, obviously, you come up with a comfortable ratio of what you think is right, seed versus diatomaceous earth powder, but it allows you to store things long-term. But as far as internally, what it's doing is it's basically scrubbing out the intestines as you go. Now, you, you obviously, you want to make changes to your diet while you're doing this. You want to obviously make certain that you're eating only the most healthy foods, say even switch to a vegetable diet maybe while you're doing a cleanse. And that is the most beneficial way, because you're getting in, you're scrubbing out the bad stuff, all the, all the gunk that's in your intestines, and you're replacing it with wholesome foods, say, maybe whole grain uh, bread and vegetables. I mean, people out there might not be familiar with doing this. To, but what you're doing by flushing out your body is you're preparing uh, your body, and your immune system is then bolstered by not having to fight off anything when that's done so you're accomplishing two things there it's obviously going to make it better for you in a condition like say there's some kind of ugliness or bad uh, illness going around whatever that might be
3: mhm or and it keeps you your body in a more alkaline environment mm-hmm. um uh, if anybody want, has any questions, uh, you have uh, you have something to add, I want to hear what you think. And uh, the call-in number is here, 727 in Pinellas, 727 toll-free, 866-826-1340. And you mentioned, uh, Dennis, you mentioned bentonite clay. Um, I've been taking that for quite a while and I use that for a lot of things. I mean, are clay masks. Uh I smear on my face uh, once or twice a week, not too often because it can dry out your skin or smear it. Um, at pretty much all over. It's a great astringent, and you know, some people say that uh, they can actually draw out uh, tumors. Some people say I can't say that for myself, but um, you know I don't have that testimonial or know anybody. But uh, I've heard such of such cases, um, and some people say that uh, the, the Bible verse where. Uh, Jesus spat in, in the ground and uh, helps uh, someone to see again was done with clay but uh, this bentonite clay has some amazing properties like uh, it has so many minerals and um, it's so highly absorbent of toxins. But
4: I know earlier this year I ended up uh, getting food poisoning and I actually had to go have my roommate bring me up to a natural health food store and we I picked up some uh, bentonite clay and within a short period of time, it had neutralized the toxins, and, yeah, it was a bad situation overall because it's food poisoning, but that helped me get over it faster. You know, Mm -hmm. just mixing it with water and and chugging it down as long as I could keep food down, and it ended up helping neutralize the poison, and it flushed it out both ends, so it's it's good for a lot of things now. Oh, another thing you can use is uh, uh, what do you call it? Charcoal.
3: Oh, yeah, activated charcoal.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're poisoned, activated charcoal or bentonite clay are the best thing to help you get rid of, like, a food poisoning situation or poisoning in general when you're ingested poisons. That's the best. You want either of those two things to get it out of there.
3: Yeah, and uh, the the activated charcoal... uh, has uh, extremely porous surface, but then the bentonite clay uh, I've heard has an even more porous surface, and then it has other properties. Uh, like it, uh, like I said, it has minerals. But um, someone called to ask. Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the guest on the Power Hour, but she's a, a guest on on clay and living clay. Oh gosh, uh, I'm racking my brain. Uh, yes. Tip of my tongue. Um, but she, uh, you can see at the power the the dot com. You can look her, her name. Uh, Perrier is her name. Perrier uh, has been a guest uh, on the book called um, "Living Clay," and uh, she says that you can mix uh, bentonite clay along with activated charcoal for a um, uh, multiplied effect. Wow! Uh, we have Zolt uh, calling in on uh, on the line right now. Is Zolt there? Hey,
5: Zolt. How
3: hey, how you doing? Hi, Zolt. Hey, we?
5: Hey, um I had um CNN on in the background with the volume down. I was listening to you online and um they just put a little trailer on the bottom that said they're releasing um Israel Plans to deport Cynthia McKinney.
3: Thanks. Wonderful. Yeah. Praise so I. I
5: just I just sent you uh that link. It's uh, actually it's a Fox dot com report. I just sent you the link to um your liberation station
3: thanks okay i'm checking it right this moment um, on this uh lightning slow computer
5: <laughs> well actually actually i had on i had on uh larry king was never uh, never neverland and i had it on in the background with the volume down and they put that that trailer came on and i just couldn't believe it was such a juxtaposition and listen to you all Oh, I think
3: we're going to have to drop your call now. We banned that topic. You haven't been listening. I did. am <laughs> kidding. But I was just kidding in the background. I'm kidding. So, I'm no, kidding. no, I get, you've redeemed yourself just because thanks for this article here on Cynthia McKinney. Uh, but, uh, I'm but kidding.
5: See, but the trailer of her update was on the bottom of, of that show. So,
3: yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surprising that Fox News, that's something I forgot to mention, is that Fox News is the one that is coming up with, um, is reporting like they're supposed to, like uh, fair media. I guess they're actually being fair and balanced, in the, uh, you know, compared to the, the rest of the media.
5: <laughs> well, I actually saw, saw first saw all, like I said, on the bottom of the screen on uh, Larry King, and then uh, I went to CNN.com, and then they had a link to uh, to the Green Party uh, watch, and then they had a link to Fox News, so I sent you the Fox News link.
3: Oh, okay. Connect the links. Oh, great. Here we have it. It's, um, report Israel plans to deport Cynthia McKinney after seizing her Gaza-bound boat. And, uh, this was just, uh, yesterday from Fox News. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay. It says that, uh... Uh, Israel plans to deport former U.S. lawmaker and Green Party presidential candidate Cynthia McKinney and 20 other human rights activists who were aboard a relief boat seized by an Israeli naval ship Tuesday after it refused to stay away from an Israeli blockade of Gaza, which is illegal, by the way. Yep. And uh, they, um, okay, so they, they were, uh, it says authorities took the activists to Ben-Gurion International Airport in Tel Aviv, where they await deportation. According to a news report in Israel, uh, so um, yeah, it says that uh, she's on her way. Apparently, um, let me just read through all this. Uh, is there any? Have why you heard any got news my on vote. this? Pardon?
4: This is why the woman got my vote for president. She has more guts than any Absolutely. man I've ever met. Mm-hmm.
5: De- Dennis, are you out of town? You said it was cold where you were. It's
4: colder than I was expecting. Is what I meant. Where are you at? Uh, out of town. Oh, <laughs> like must be like an I'm New incognito.
5: Or... Oh, you're incognito, okay.
3: Well, gosh, uh, yeah, she, a lot of men I'm need sorry. to get the well. A lot of men. Um, I was just you're just wanted to add uh, as I'm reading this, they need to get the the lace off their panties because, like you know, as they as the uh, Joyce Riley says, because uh, what Cynthia McKinney has done, she stood up in front of Rumsfeld and questioned him about Nine uh, corn Halliburton, where we still contracting with these companies that are involved in the white slave trade, especially in the Ukraine, and or oh, what happened to the at that point two point four trillion, which is now up to. $4 trillion that the Pentagon lost accounting of because their computers, according to Rumsfeld, could not talk to each other. So um, let's hope that he hasn't waterboarded the IT guys for that. Of course, uh, nobody's being held accountable. But uh, you know, the thing is that she, she's gone up against that. And she's also stuck, stuck up for uh, We Are Change and endorses We Are Change, who uh, so heavily um, were part of the, the beginning of the, the latest uh, round of, of tea parties. And uh, contrary See, to the popular way, belief.
4: By the way, uh, Chris,
3: mm-hmm.
4: would you like to guess where the... You know how they the Halliburton sponsored Blackwater and all those others? Would you like to guess where the Blackwater name comes from?
3: Uh, Cle, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival?
4: No, the Blackwater Swamp on the outskirts of D.C. Yeah, uh,
5: actually, um, I'm from Virginia Beach, and it was just uh, south of the Virginia border there. Um, yeah, the Dismal Swamp. It's in the Dismal Swamp area.
3: Hmm. Well, now,
5: actually, we're... George Washington had made a, a, a little trip down too. So,
3: well, yeah, that, that's right. that's why it was uh, that's why DC was planted right there. <laughs> I guess right where it <laughs> belongs. Yeah, difficult to access. Well, eh, gosh. Well, getting back to um, yeah, that, uh, we need to get back here uh, and to the uh, the issue here. Uh, uh, if you had any uh, questions about um, this detox that we were talking about, uh, did you um, have any? Anything no, but to I've, add or anything? I've
5: heard of um, um, being from Virginia Beach. I'm a Casey um, student, and uh, so um, hey, Chris, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to drop.
3: All okay, right, Dennis. Thanks for joining us. I, I really appreciate all your advice, and uh, please come back again and and let us know what you're up to. Enjoyed all
5: it, right. Dennis. Good to talk to you too, Zol.
3: Thanks. Take Look care. Bye. Bye. Hello? Okay. Yeah, and Zol, you're saying uh, being a, a fan of oh, yeah. uh, Edgar Casey. Um,
5: the app, the Apple. Um, uh, the Casey recommended a cleanse, cleanse, uh, an Apple cleanse. Actually, you do a day of. Uh, Uh, Golden Delicious or Red Delicious, or Organic Apples, and you just do that for one day. And another cleanse that he recommended was uh, just orange juice for one whole day, or um, I think there was one on grapes, too. So, um, um, you know, just a little variation, but it's, you know, it's... um,
3: And they're all alkaline, very alkaline-forming foods.
5: Exactly, exactly.
3: And uh, and all these, by the way, need to be eaten with their with their peels, so that uh, they're a okay. lot more alkaline. But uh, I mean, I don't eat oranges with the peels. That's probably one exception. But um, you know, if you can eat the if you can eat the the peel of the plant and the seeds, if you can chew up the seed, it's even better to digest. But um, if you can do that, then you're going to get a lot more um, alkaline uh, environments in your in your body to be less hospitable to um, these pathogens, and at the same time get more nutrients. But, um, yeah, you uh, were mentioning uh, Edgar Cayce and his, his. Uh, did he have any other cleanse cures? Or, or I mean, uh, um, I shouldn't be saying
5: Colonic that. irrigations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've been doing colonics for years, and I, I find them beneficial. I mean, it's another way. I, th- I think what he was explaining that about that one-third, one-third um, with the um, uh, recipe, um, it probably would, Provides
3: a similar uh, result, you know, cleansing the colon. Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it has uh, all the. It seems like it has all the ingredients to push out, uh, push out, flush out, and um, scrub the intestines. Plus,
5: uh I, I resonated with that. That sounded really great. <laughs>
3: And that malic acid, he was uh, that Dennis was speaking of. Uh, malic acids um, also great for reducing the, the lactic acid in your in your system and your bloodstream, so that uh, especially after you work out, you won't be so uh, cramped or have muscle aches so much. Uh, or even if you don't work out, uh, if you just have muscle aches, lactic. A- I mean, malic acid is a is a great supplement to take. It's it's um, also good to take uh, D ribose with that and magnesium altogether. Uh, Pardon me. And uh, take malic acid, magnesium, and uh, d-ribose together to help uh, muscle recovery. Especially, uh, ribose is helpful when um, somebody's had a heart attack, and it'll help muscle recovery uh, speed up by a third to a half. And they found that um, people who've had heart attacks will have uh, most of the, most people if they take ribose right away um, will. Uh, or if it's administered right away within um, within a few hours, that they'll have 100% recovery of their heart muscle within about three days, and there won't be any uh, loss in in, um, in heart capacity. So uh, that's a, another miracle supplement. Now, have you heard about um, for? Um, Edgar, has Edgar Casey talked anything? Uh, said anything about uh, parasite cleanses or detoxes? Uh, I wanted to mention uh, there's blue vervain. And uh, black walnut hull that are also good for uh, for parasite cleanse.
5: I, I don't recall, but um, but uh, anyone could go to edgarcasey.org c a y c e Edgar. Um, there, he probably does have something to say about it, you know. It's been, of course, it's a very interesting uh, person. You know, he was um, he was at Virginia Beach from nineteen twenty five to nineteen forty five, and. Um, he gave all his readings, and he gave over fourteen thousand readings, and uh, about two thirds of them were health readings, and mm-hmm. the rest of them were, um, were history and archaeology and um, metaphysics, spirituality.
3: Yeah, he really wanted to help a lot of people with his readings. Yeah. Well,
5: I resonate. I resonated with uh, Dennis's idea about um, having um, an evening about what gives you comfort, and of course, aggregation would be one of my inputs about that.
3: Right on. Yeah, the, I like that these idea. inspirations to us, these these people who have really. What gives you
5: comfort, you know? And you were talking about um, astral travel. I've never experienced mm-hmm. it myself, but um, it's um, interesting and curious. Um, so anyhow. Um,
3: yeah, these these men like Edgar Casey that uh, that are inspirations to us. I mean, I, when people have. Um, when people can have a greater faith in in man or other fellow humans, then they tend to have uh, higher faith or, or uh, gravitate towards uh, having a faith in a higher being or in God. And uh, Edgar Casey, I think, is a is a good example of that. I know that um, he gave some a lot of good advice that. Um, clinically has been proven to to be true too like uh, I know um, they found that cabbage juice uh, that he recommended for ulcers is good at killing the uh, H. pylori or helicobacter pylori that causes stomach uh, uh, stomach ulcers and ultimately stomach cancer if uh, left unchecked but uh, cabbage juice um, administered I think for 14 days is what he recommended and and that's amazing that that's a, a, such a simple cure. You know that, that a lot of people would um, you know go to their doctor and get some kind of acid reduction uh, medication to to uh, kill their stomach acid, but at the same time that or to reduce their stomach acid. That, that stomach acid is a uh, immune uh, part of the immune system that um, that kills a lot of the uh, bacteria that we come in contact with. So when we reduce it, we also reduce our immunity and uh, our resistance to a lot of things that we come in contact with. So. exactly
5: he 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 um emphasized you know keeping the uh, body skewed alkaline and um the through diet the main way was through uh fruits and vegetables primarily um and uh, one of the other things that he recommended was uh, I know you you know about this was the 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 treatment for mucosity and um and alkal, alkalinity um and that's um a helpful product as well.
3: Yeah, the formula you gave me, that's really, uh, I use that every day. I'm almost out of that. I'm going to have to order some more, (laughs) but I appreciate that.
5: Yeah. Um, Do you mind if I go back to something you were talking about earlier?
3: No, no, no. We swerve all over the place. Go ahead.
5: Okay. Um, When you were talking about, um, we were talking about Cynthia McKinney and and Israel history, um, I read recently online, and I don't know if I saved the the article or not, I probably did somewhere, but... um, um, it was important um, when Israel became a nation. What was it in forty-seven? Uh
8: huh. Yes, Forty-seven. Yes. That,
5: that their their primary thrust was to get a recognition by the United States, and Harry Truman w- was president then, filling out the um, the rest of um, uh, Roosevelt's uh, term after he um, died. Um. And the the uh, the point was. That um, they actually came to Harry Truman with a uh, this is the allegation that they came to Harry Truman with a uh, bag full of uh, two hundred dollars and two two million dollars in cash to bribe him and it worked. I mean that's the allegation in in, but,
3: in regards is that in regards to the uh, Liberty incident. Or, uh,
5: no, this was back in in, in forty seven. They they wanted to get recognition by the United States.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I was uh, no problem. A little distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ben, and Ben, um, can you talk about that a little bit? Like uh, Ben Van um, Van Burien and in uh, the UN.
5: Um, that's that's the extent of my um knowledge on that. But um, I just you know it kind of made sense, you know.
3: Well, you're talking about Truman, and see Truman. Uh, Oh,
5: Truman yeah. received a bribe from the Israelis to, to, for him to recognize them as a right. nation.
3: exactly. And then
5: I think they became a nation, what was it, July of 47?
3: Yeah, I didn't know about the bribe part, but, yeah. Uh,
5: I didn't either. I, I swerved into that information somewhere, um, you know, and, uh, um, of course, put quotes around it as an allegation. So, I don't know, it would be interesting to research on that.
3: Yeah, and, and, uh, and, um, and, and the, uh, what I was uh, starting to mention was that... Uh, even the u.n wouldn't recognize israel at the time um right and uh and yet uh truman did but um
5: yeah and truman did just, yeah and, and that interesting how oh all of a sudden he just brightened up and recognized him <laughs> you know you got you gotta think what what's between the lines here what could possibly what hidden knowledge is there yeah the piece of the puzzle was um are we not seeing
3: all these backroom dealings and uh, such. I was, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Johnson with the Liberty, and I'm, I'm just uh, have to. I'm closing windows, and I'm getting distracted. <laughs> oh, so, well, I mean, yeah,
5: yeah. 20 years. Yeah, you get into that.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's um, like, uh, have all these things c- unconsciously running through my mind, and I'm just uh, verbalize them all the time. Catch myself uh, about 30 seconds later. But <laughs> I-, I heard you
5: on um, on Alex Jones today.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, uh, thanks. Could you
5: reiterate um, what your point was again? Cause I thought it was, yeah,
3: that's a good. Uh, I guess it's good timing for uh, since this is nearly July fourth. Um, I should pull up the the quote on that. But um, if you want to talk for a moment while I do that, uh, yeah, that, that's a uh, uh, the uh, interdependence that uh, I was talking about. I'm going to have to find um, find my notes on that here.
5: Okay, well, I'll talk about Helen Thomas while you're doing that. Um, I thought it was interesting how Helen Thomas um, was at the um, the um, quote, open, um, um, news conference regarding health, uh, the, the health proposal that Obama's working on. And, uh, she, she claimed that they were, um, that it wasn't open. And where was the transparency? Um, so uh, I, mean, I just, I think she's a great lady. She's been there for how long? She's like 89. And she just had the gumption to stand up to Andy Gibbs. And time him where, asking where the transparency, and he said, can we talk about this later? And she mm-hmm. said, no, we have going to need to talk about it now. <laughs> I mean, that lady is a citizen, reporter. She always has been.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she deserves a medal. She, but,
5: and she, I think she deserves, deserves a lot of credit. Um, the other thing was, um, I heard um, I think I saw on com that the Browns are going to go to trial. Um, Ed and
3: Ed Brown and his wife. Oh uh, yes, Ed and Elaine Brown who were, yes, who were uh, arrested for not paying the uh the income oh. tax, the IRS and they were heavily harassed before that by the way with uh helicopters flying around. Yeah. Um I just need to mention this that they, these, the, their pictures uh, the footage is on YouTube and elsewhere. Um I think it's at thepowerhour.com even under the news section and uh, yeah, they, they had uh, a little get together with uh, some bands and uh, some some live music and and when they had and Dave von Kleist was among the ones who organized this and uh, and, and so um, when this event was going on, they had helicopters from Homeland Security, which they tra- uh, trace back from um, by the, the uh, call letters or the uh, the tail letters. On the on the helicopter, just flying down, flying, um, you know, flashing their lights, doing it for a couple of hours. They left and they came back, and you know, th- this is this is all the, their uh, show of force, I guess, just to let them know that uh, they're being watched, even in the in the woods there, while they're I under siege. Me. But uh, yeah, they were they were uh, held up in their home for quite a while, and and I think they had someone uh, wasn't it? They had somebody sell them out. I'm pretty sure that uh, they who they trusted. Accidentally, mistakenly.
5: I'm not. I'm not quite sure. But um,
3: yeah, what does anyhow, that say to about fast
5: that? forward. Is it not? Is it, uh, correct that they are going to trial um, soon? Isn't
3: yeah, tell us. Do you, I don't know anything about that? Do you know anything? Okay. I, I just heard about that.
5: Yeah, I. I just. I think I read that on Infowars, and I didn't know if, if you had um, were up up on that or not. But um, I believe that is pending.
3: Well, I hope they're suitable or um, fit for trial because.
5: Uh, I think that's good. If that's true, then that's good news because that'll get um, get some um, coverage of some kind, at least by Infowars.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's better sooner than later. That everybody has a right to a speedy trial, and uh, it's weird how um, it's sad how uh, Elaine Brown has been shipped around from um, detention facility to facility, and and apparently drugged up. But uh, they keep shifting her around without any legitimate reason. Um, now, on the uh, shifting over to the, my call uh, that you asked about, uh, that um, that I made to uh, Alex Jones today, and I just thought it was uh, a very appropriate time to mention this, uh, that uh, Obama, uh, Barack Obama uh, on June 4th said, the following in Cairo, Egypt, uh, and that is quote: "Given our interdependence, any world order that elevates one nation or a group of people over another will inevitably fail. So, whatever we think of the past, we must not be pri- pre- we must not be prisoners of it. Our problems must be dealt with through partnership. Our progress must be shared. And most people, when they read that that interdependence, while well, he's he's." He's uh promoting interdependence uh one month before Independence Day, or American Independence Day at least. Right. And and uh and the thing is that most people don't understand this interdependence term is has been written about by people such as Big New Brzezinski, Ziggy B, who uh is uh Obama's um one of Obama's uh close friends that uh we've played those videos where he's admitted that. And uh on the show about uh, two or three shows ago and uh, other people have written about interdependence like uh, Henry Kissinger and uh, David Rockefeller and the Council on, and the members of the Council on Foreign Relations, uh, particularly the President uh, Richard N. Haas has some very disturbing writings on interdependence. Uh, members of the CFR and the Trilateral Commission um, have, have said that this Imposed interdependence is needed as a solution to international conflict because interdependence will mean that uh, they're going to reshape the the world into these uh, global governments or these bloc governments, and uh, each one will have their own uh, their own specialty and. Uh, They'll exclusively deal with one industry or one area, like customer service or manufacture or mining or, or uh, all sorts of things. You know, anything in between. But, um, but this this imposed interdependence is meant as a means, in their own writings, to prevent any um, any particular government block government from uh, regaining its sovereignty. Uh, or from any oligarch or from any uh, local area for, or tribe from uh, gaining home rule and maybe spreading because if you if you only have one industry, you can't sell you can't uh, uh, market your goods or your services to um, the rest of your countrymen because every all the this global interdependence, is already enforced and uh you know so you know the structure just isn't there for somebody to go down the street and and make a decent living because uh, they'll be put out of business by you know by i mean there are also there are all sorts of examples of co-ops and farms being attacked because they uh there's they sold some eggs or some cheese or milk or you know god forbid something healthy but uh about this this term interdependence it's so, it's so disturbing how they write, how they're going to um, impose the EU and North American Union and, and, um, and these block governments. And, uh, and, it's, and it's something that uh, Barack Obama, in the context of uh, world, uh, world order, the term world order, um, it shows his true colors. And uh, for anybody who doesn't believe me, they need to read the writings of David Rockefeller who is an avowed one-world order and uh, unrepentant, shameless, as, um, and Zbigniew Brzezinski has also many uh, disturbing writings suggesting the technotronic era will be here soon, where nobody can think for themselves, nobody can read for themselves and vet their own information, basically is how I see that now. But everybody's depending on official media sources. So that's you know some of the things he writes about. Uh, he's promoted Pol Pot and Khmer Rouge in Cambodia to commit these horrible, bloody massacres, and yet Obama calls him a friend. And in Interdependence is also written about, uh, like I said, in the CFR and Trilateral Commission uh, publications, uh, Foreign Affairs uh, for the CFR, and and uh, it's just, and, um, oh, I, so I, really I, I missed out, Henry Kitt. Henry Kissinger was the last one. I, he's also written about interdependence. So anybody who wants to check into this for themselves and, and read the meaning of interdependence and the circles that Obama um, swims in, then they need to. Uh, then they can understand what he said on June fourth of two thousand nine in Cairo, Egypt.
5: Yes, and interesting that yeah, like you said, that just position one month away, we're having our independence celebration. Um, so it seems based on what you just said that the interdependence means the interdependence between the the uh, factions and organizations and the regions that they that they set up that the globalists have set up not amongst sovereign nations
3: right exactly and um and they're trying to form the smoke screen
5: so it sounds good but if if you if you uh scratch beneath the surface it's between um c f r and um a World Monetary Fund and mm-hmm. and um the EU Exactly and all that. Yeah. It's their 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 groups and their regions that they've set up.
3: Yep, and uh in the EU they're trying to they haven't uh, gotten the Lisbon Treaty through the highly resistant Ireland doesn't want to sign it still. But uh yeah, they're, they're trying to set up a world government uh, by block. First, starting with block governments. So that's that's in their own writings. They need to uh, end world. Cur- I mean, uh, end sovereign currencies. They, they all write about this. I mean, Richard N. Haas writes all about that. How to use uh, fake terrorism and fake environmentalism as a, a means to bring the um, world government together.
5: Hey, Chris, I had one more point before before I leave you. Um, I just wanted to note that Tuesday on the um, on the Alex Jones show he had on that which I did not know either um, the Pratt Spencer Pratt and Heidi Montag Pratt whom I didn't know about you know they're like 22 and 25 and they're just uh, a gorgeous young couple and um, they're they're pop icons and they all of a sudden got turned on to um, um, Infowars.com. Did you hear that interview?
3: Uh-huh. Um yeah, with Miley Cyrus, what are they calling themselves? Spidey? Is that
5: Well yeah, yeah, but 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 he talked he talked he talk to the Pratt so Spencer and Hottie uh, Pratt. Oh
3: there's they're different, okay. Right. Um No, but, I'm not familiar with that, I don't think.
5: Uh if you can go back and listen to his um his um program the last two hours of his program on Tuesday. That would have been the um 29th of June um, and that was very hopeful because uh, these um, in that interview um, explained how these pop icons are extremely I would emphasize the word extremely interested in everything that Jones he just said that he spent <coughs> the la- excuse me the last month investigating and, and viewing all his um, all his uh, his films and everything and um spending about you know the better portion of a day for the last 30 days investigating com and and uh, viewing all his um his films. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was certainly a um a positive note because that actually is a celebrity bomb that he's always mm-hmm. talked about.
3: <clears throat> well, it sounds like he's going gung ho because uh, once you start delving into the material, such as Alex Jones has put out, then, uh, then you're n- never going to turn back.
5: Well, yeah, because you can cross, you can cross your T's and dot your I's, and you know, what it takes is, you know, um, uh, people like like us are just we have one thing in common uh, that we know all this greater knowledge is curiosity.
3: That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a love of it's life and it's a love of learning it. and and there's it's a love of God because you know exactly. with God the, is unlimited and it's a, we know that there's always more there's always room for improvement and it's always exciting never a dull moment so uh, you Maybe know that's way so I go. look at it. Okay, well Zolt, uh, thanks for for joining us again and um, and uh, stay you. tuned. Thank you.
5: for your show. I appreciate it.
3: Okay, we're going to talk now about uh, detox supplements and uh, take care, Zolt. Um, just to close up the show to fulfill the promise here of the uh, list of some of the supplements that we haven't already covered uh, on uh, detoxification. And uh, many of them are good for heavy metal detoxifying even. Uh, we talk about uh, bentonite clay. Forgot to mention, though, that um, you can get that very inexpensively by going to your local health food store, such as... a. Uh, Uh, Nature's Food Patch here locally, close to me, Palm Harbor Natural Foods, uh, Nature's Harbor, just so many uh, natural foods uh, stores here that carry bentonite clay. Bentonite is spelled B-E-N-T-O-N-I-T-E. And uh, you can get that uh, at a great deal by going to the bulk manager, the bulk department of your local health store, and uh, just ask him for um, a deal on it. You can get a, a pound bag for about $16, generally. Uh, Frontier brand is what I've, I've gotten and had, uh, had luck with. Uh, you can also get supplements like... Um, spirulina a wheat grass juice you can grow for yourself that's uh that would be another show on explaining how to do that but uh, that's also great for detoxifying and uh, nutrition and just uh, one of these uh, cure-alls i guess uh, i would call it spirulina is a uh, is an algae Spirulina can be bought at uh, health stores and uh, it, it's um, a great for detoxifying and is almost on the same nutritional par, just slightly less than wheatgrass juice. Uh, when I looked at uh, compared the nutritional profile, spirulina was just slightly less, but um, it's still extremely nutritious and detoxifying. Uh, chlorella is another algae. Chlorella is spelled C H L O R E L L A. That's uh great for detoxifying from heavy metals, uh, as is cilantro. Cilantro um is uh is uh, often used in salsas and, and uh in Italian sauces and uh uh but mainly in salsa and, and uh coriander is the is the seed of cilantro, uh which is also good. Um, a good, a good uh, detoxification cocktail would uh, be uh, supplements like coenzyme Q10 combined with alpha-lipoic acid, or preferably the R-fraction alpha-lipoic acid, plus acetyl-L-carnitine. Acetyl-L-carnitine, and uh, an acetyl is spelled A-C-E-T-Y-L, L-carnitine, a r n e t i-n-e and uh those three combined with n-acetylcysteine or nac just ask for nac at your local health store so we have coenzyme q10 r fraction alpha lipoic acid acetyl l carnitine and n-acetylcysteine or nac that are a, a good detox cocktail fulvic acid and humic acid are also great for detoxifying uh, from heavy metals, as is organic zeolite. Zeolite, spelled Z-E-O-L-I-T-E. As is uh, also um, Spanish black radish root, great for detoxifying from heavy metals, Spanish black radish root. And uh, these heavy metals are all throughout our environment and they interfere with our uh, our nervous processes and and uh, they would inc- include things like mercury, lead, cadmium, tin, arsenic, barium, um, and uh, and a lot of these are in the immunizations, in the vaccinations, and as well as the uh, chemtrails being sprayed in our skies today. Uh, let's see if I missed any others in the last few moments of the show here. There's, uh, there's also lecithin. That's a very inexpensive and also antiviral supplement that's uh, good for fat loss uh, because it's a molecule that binds with fat on one end and with uh, water on the other. And uh, some of these uh, also uh, that I didn't mention as uh, heavy metal detoxifiers, but uh, they, um, I didn't list them as such, but they may be... Well, I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, thanks for calling in. I hope uh, this has been of of great help to you, and you can visit the website liberationstation.weebly.com. This has been Liberation Station. I've been Chris Steiner, your host. Take great care.